0: Welcome back to another episode of Kiefer. I barely knew her.
1: The podcast where we watch a movie, smoke a lot, a lot of weed, and then talk about it.
0: As always, we have your hosts, my lovely Bee.
1: Oh hey man, and my wonderful husband Chris.
0: How's it going? Our movie for today is going to be Jurassic Park.
1: 1993. I, I will say I was a little nervous. I was excited to watch it again, but I was worried we weren't going to have a lot to talk about. But after watching it, we were furiously scribbling notes down. So I know we've got a lot to go over, and and I can't wait.
0: Oh, I am super excited as well. This is going to be a really good time. I have so Mm -hmm. many memories (laughs) revolving around this movie. Yes. Um, But it's time to get into the right headspace. Yes. So we're about to go smoke, and if you would like to partake in your personal item to imbibe go for it yeah. but hopefully you're gonna be able to get to where we're about to get
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and we're back and we're high <laughs> yeah yep <laughs> so be Yeah. huh where did the story take you?
1: Well, the, the story really took me uh, to the same place time and time again when it kept repeating that John Hammond spared no expense.
0: <laughs> he said
1: that, uh, at, he said it at least three times.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and one other person said it once as well. And I just wanted to point a couple of things out uh, that clearly that's not the case. He did spare expenses, two very specific expenses. One, being fucking Nedri. <laughs> he spared that expense. That is exactly why Nedry betrayed him, was because of money.
0: It was. They literally had an argument. One of Nedry's lines was that I would like to see you find somebody who can debug two million lines of code for what I bid for this job. Yep. So yeah, mm-hmm. Hammond spared expenses. He went with Nedry because of Nedry's bid.
1: And actually, uh, something in the book... Goes on to talk about how John Hammond kind of screwed him out of half his pay. And then when Nedry tried to sue him, Hammond like shit talked him to his clients and his clients dropped him. Like in the book, like they go that far. But in the movie, they were like, no, we want people to be happy he dies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He didn't get that screwed. He kind of screwed himself for bidding what he bid. Yeah. You know, you go from into our perspective.
1: Cunt. Yes, that's that's how that came down. But, but the second he said he wanted more money, and you know, he said that they had limited memory to debug. Like how oh God, you yeah. did not get all the best things that you could. You you were stingy on some things.
0: You know that makes a lot of sense you would mm-hmm. think you would want some major redundancies when it came to possible needing to recompile while you had animals yeah you know if you're mm-hmm. recompiling the system because you've needed to make an update to something and your fences just go down <laughs> right like
1: they don't do that like anywhere in the n- world when nowhere the fences, like yeah. There's always some kind of redundancy for the most part. I mean...
0: Also, he's running on a skeleton crew. He's mm -hmm. using tons of automation to Mm -hmm. save on uh, financials. I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. manpower is the most expensive. And if you're on a private island that's being leased from a government, these people are having to be housed. They're having to be fed. Like, what all goes into that kind of contracting when it comes to employment?
1: And I'm going to be completely honest If you, in this world, if he is leasing that land from the government and he is about to be making that much money, he is paying off the government as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He's doing biological research.
1: Yeah, yeah. And making billions every year. Yeah. So he did spare expenses. He kept saying he didn't, uh, but the expenses he spared were the most costly, I would say.
0: But I see, like that. that's probably why he was so frequently bringing up the fact that he spared no expense. So he's like, look at this shiny thing over here <laughs> that we just spent all this money on. Don't look behind the mirror where there's only one person covering 17 jobs. Oh, God. It's okay. Just keep looking over here. This is Richard Kiley. <laughs> like, that's the kind of... Uh, that's the kind of facade he was throwing mm. up is all these, like, mm. big things. He's got, like, this amazing ice cream so people don't ask questions. Uh, That's true. <laughs> you everything.
1: Oh, you can't, you you got to see this thing we're going to have. It's going to be amazing. Right. Know? Come on our ride for no reason. You're adults. We could have just had a conversation about how this <laughs> place runs. But, no, I want to make you sit through what I made. Exactly. <laughs> it's uh... Just to try to, you know, hypnotize you and... Make you think everything's honky-dory. I'm sorry, Sir Richard Attenborough, did it to yourself.
0: You know, he uh, he kind of did. And mm-hmm. this just kind of leads into something that oh, yeah? I was thinking about throughout mm-hmm. the entire movie. <laughs> and uh, is Mr. Hammond, mm-hmm. like a sociopath.
1: Do you have the examples you want to throw out at first, or do you want me to jump in because I have some?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would like to throw out a couple of examples. Mm-hmm that kind of jumped out at me yeah. right out of the gate. Our first introduction to who Hammond is mm-hmm. is the lawyer complaining about the <laughs> fact that he's in the middle of the fucking jungle there to, like, discuss yeah. things, and Hammond blew him off.
1: Yeah, and didn't tell him. <laughs>
0: didn't say anything. Didn't. I mean, I know Not it would word. have been
1: hard to communicate back then, like, 93. Yeah. That's but, very true. But still, But he can no get in contact with the
0: airport. He can get yeah. in contact with anybody. With the,
1: the company, whatever, that the lawyer works. Because the lawyer works for the investors.
0: Yeah. So you've got this dude who's literally gone to the middle of the jungle. Mm-hmm. He's had to trek mm-hmm. through all of this. He's, lit- he's being pulled <laughs> on a wooden raft that the guy bets a thousand pesos he's going to fall off of. You know, it's...
1: I feel bad he lost a thousand pesos. He did, but he's the boss. So, I mean, I'm sure he's making way more than they are. That is, yeah. Um, (laughs) But still,
0: that's how ridiculous this environment is. And John Hammond just blows him off.
1: Yeah. I I have a second to that, because the second time we see John Hammond, he literally bribes Dr. Grant and Dr. Sattler. Sattler. He bribes them. He does. Yeah, he's like, drop everything you're doing, do whatever I say, Come with me right now, and I'll pay for three years of, of your work fully, not because I care, but because I'm using you.
0: 100% bond. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's kind of reinforcing the sociopath mindset that just everybody else yeah. is secondary NPC in my life.
1: Yeah, I'm the only one that matters. Like, oh, just stop talking. I'm going to keep talking over you because my thing's more important. Yeah, he's
0: like, we were saving that (laughs) champagne. He's like, for today. And And he pops the cork.
1: You're so fucking rich you couldn't bring your goddamn champagne.
0: (laughs) Right? You're You're digging through my refrigerator. That's like
1: probably grocery store champagne right there. And you could have brought something nice for the occasion.
0: Really show that you mean what you're saying. But yeah, so you've got that as an additional situation. Mm -hmm. Then, like, throughout the movie, every time he's talking, he's talking himself up and how much he's done mm. for everybody. Mm-hmm. So you've got that kind of situation. But then when people are in trouble and they see that the Tyrannosaurus Rex paddock doesn't have, like, an electrical fence, mm-hmm. there are five people out there. Mm-hmm. And he says, bring back my grandchildren. <laughs>
1: I remember that he was like, "Bring back my grandchildren." I'm like, "Nobody else. Don't. (laughs) There'll be empty seats, but don't worry about it. Just come right back."
0: (laughs) Seriously, it's uh, like nobody else matters. Nobody matters. Everything Mm -hmm. is about him, Mm -hmm. and he cares about these grandkids. So fuck everybody else. Yeah. (laughs) He's he's got that going, but then throughout. Even further, when he's sitting there and they're eating ice cream, he's talking about Mm -hmm. how next time, you know, and I mean, (laughs) it'll be perfect next time. Yeah, she loses it. (laughs) She really just kind of like puts him (laughs) in his place.
1: But then she eats ice cream and he kind of takes a lot away from the moment. Right, because then he gets
0: another opportunity to say that he spared no expense. (laughs) Trying to like plaster that wall back up, you know, Mm -hmm. that facade that he had going. Even though the power supposed to be out, but the ceiling fans were working. Yeah, that was an interesting one. The generator
1: was very selective.
0: (laughs) Very, very selective. Um, I
1: do want to jump in really quick on this scene. Uh, I know it's really silly, but um, back in the day when Jurassic Park was out in theaters, um, Comedy Central was always trying to do some like unique, funny commercial things. And I watched a lot of Comedy Central because my parents didn't care. And they had an entire commercial saying, "If you need a bathroom break during Jurassic Park." Take it during this ice cream scene.
0: Oh my God! <laughs> that
1: is what it's said. a whole ad just to say that and to be like, "Wont, wont, we're Comedy Central." <laughs>
0: Run P, but yeah, Run the P. My, thing. That's actually my favorite
1: app right now. Uh, no, it's just one of my favorite apps. I'm not getting paid to say that. I don't know anybody there, but yeah. So that's Run P, and then that's Comedy Central. And that really silly bit about the ice cream. But we're back to uh, Sir Richard Attenborough being a sociopath. He only yeah. wants to save his grandkids. He even, you know, gets to pump himself up again somehow.
0: Right. As they're sitting there eating ice cream because mm-hmm. they have no electricity. Yeah. And it's all all melting. That leads into another question that I had as mm-hmm. Sir Richard Attenborough having the only character arc.
1: Oh, Yeah.
0: So if you, (laughs) if you think about it, right, I'm not saying conspiracy, but like if you think about it, (laughs) if you think about it, the, uh, throughout the entire movie, he is talking up the park. It's the best thing ever. Nobody understands how great this is going to be. I have made this. It is perfect. It is going to change the world. I am revolutionizing (laughs) You know I mean these these things like they're at the argument when they're having lunch. Just yeah. all of this stuff is just him saying he is this misunderstood genius mm-hmm. who is who has created this this amazing situation and then everything starts going to shit and that facade starts falling apart. He's gotta face some real truth <laughs> when they're eating that ice cream and Ellie just is like laying it down oh yeah and she's just like "Not there's nothing it's like he he can't come back from it he can't argue he can't spare no expense on it yeah until after she's like yeah it's pretty good ice cream (laughs) you know and he's got to try to bring it back (laughs) but at the end of the movie alan grant says i've decided not to endorse your park Mm -hmm. and he responds with so have i and that is a huge change from mm-hmm. everything he's displayed throughout it's, the entire movie.
1: He's essentially the only one who's had a character arc. Because yeah. Because even Dr. Grant, like, I mean, he doesn't love kids any more than he did before. He just was, was saving lives because he had to. Exactly. He, you, there was a look of obligation on his face was, the whole time. It was very
0: John McClane. <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't want to be doing this, but if I don't, nobody will. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And then I'm going to have to live with the fact that I let two kids die. Mm -hmm. They're going to
1: ask what happened. I'm like, I don't know. I wasn't there. (laughs) T-Rex. Yep.
0: T-Rex got them.
1: Then you just got to hope they don't show up. Right? Oh, God. God. (laughs) Oh, that'd be terrible.
0: That would be awful.
1: Um... But yeah, I would agree about uh, Sir Richard Attenborough being the, the main yeah, character of the movie. That makes like, makes sense. He's he's had the most um, of the character arc there.
0: And and you know honestly like there, are people, people might argue that the dinosaurs are because they, they they like broke all the rules and they made the change <laughs> and it's like no they were the plot. Ian Malcolm was talking about what was going to happen, like he was. There's like seventeen
1: minutes of dinosaur in the entire movie. Let's be. I I looked. I saw it in the trivia. Seventeen minutes. Like something like that. It's like under twenty minutes of dinosaur. Oh my god. But, but I mean, considering well how much went into no, it. No, exactly. I mean, they did a good job. They they balanced that budget really well with everything that they had to do.
0: Exactly. I mean, you're working with ILM. That's yeah. Some, those are some serious players. Yeah, they know they're what they're not doing. Cheap.
1: Especially when they you know break ground for a movie. <laughs> right.
0: Like this is this is completely new technology that yeah. we're going to be using now. Yeah.
1: You kept saying no. Don't, you can't do dinosaurs. It's just going to look like a cartoon. And they're like. Challenge accepted. <laughs> right? Yeah,
0: definitely watch that documentary on Netflix, the movies that made mm-hmm. us, and Jurassic Park is one of them. And, God, the stuff they go over in that is amazing. Yeah. Those guys it's were really insane.
1: And and not to, to jump too far off topic, but um, something I've been thinking about lately with the new Jurassic Parks that are coming out is how angry I am at how bad the dinosaurs are. Right? How they've never looked as good and natural as they did in the As they did in the first movie. (laughs) They had
0: the least technology.
1: But there's a reason for that. Um, They hired the step motion uh, guy, uh, Phil Tippett, and they had him do a whole bunch of stuff. And then, you know, those guys at ILM took on the challenge and they were able to make something workable. And what happened was when Phil Tippett saw the footage on the screen on the computer, he looked at his partner and said, We're extinct.
0: Oh my God!
1: And then, insult to injury, Steven Spielberg loved the line so much he gave it to Jeff Goldblum he did? to say.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Yeah, and so like, I mean, Phil was heartbroken, uh, but then what they did was they brought him in and hired him as a consultant for for ILM. And he helped them with the, the, the motion. Movement. Like, yeah, the movement and motion. Oh,
0: that's and awesome. that's
1: why the dinosaurs look so real, like they have weight to them. They... Yeah.
0: I think that um, <laughs> there have been some other people that have kind of gone over some of this older footage. And one of the things that they talked about uh, was the fact that, like, they're tracking on the footage, like when the dinosaurs' feet hit the floor. Mm hmm. It's just ridiculous. It's uh, corridor crew on YouTube. Mm, mm-hmm. They uh, they talk about it, and I just I thought about that too, and it was just I mean shit today misses. They you did. know it's... they did
1: so much. They they had so many different takes to get things in different spots. Like they they worked really hard at it, and honestly, the reason that we know so much about how this movie was made is because back in the nineties. Oh, All God. you could get on TV was how it was made. Like, that was their marketing.
0: It was. It, it, and it was, was on so everything. amazing. I remember the one that was for this movie. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing the one for Congo. Mm. Um, but for this movie, um, there were so many different things that they showed yeah. in the, how it was made. Um, the whole situation with Steven Spielberg. I don't know how exactly they figured out how to make... the raptor vocal cord box or whatever or something. Mm -hmm. They did something like that and it was Steven Spielberg (laughs) blowing air through that that made the noise when the raptors were eating the cow.
1: That's crazy. (laughs) Just uh,
0: insane. And they were talking about the part where Lex falls through the ceiling tiles. And it's actually a stunt woman and when she looks up they like pasted Lex's face. (laughs) over her <laughs> and when you look at it like in 1993 that looked amazing like holy crap how did you even do that but now you look at it and it's like yeah that's just a static image that you've just dropped yeah. on her face and you There's can see the second it drops too. <laughs> like, it's just like
1: boop. but um but you're not looking at her you're like you're looking at the raptor
0: yeah that raptor that's, also, like, that's getting up yeah hmm It's, uh... That's
1: why we totally missed it in the 90s.
0: Absolutely. You were saying something about that, that whole scene being one of several, I think, within the movie, that you're just like...
1: <gasps> yes! It's just so nervous and anxious. Like, we talked about Die Hard, uh, the hose the around hose. The, the waist. Like, I get so scared he's about to fall. And this is I, I get that like three or four times in the movie, but yeah, there's a, a lot of time like. This so,
0: this movie <laughs> did a really great job of uh, just kind of fucking with you in places, like mm. just really inciting that uh, that sense of oh my
1: god, that's yes. so close, like. Oh, I'm... like Timmy in the tree. Yeah. Yes. With the with the
0: truck falling down the tree. Oh my like, god. Just get, so, out there, get, out there, like... get out of there! Get out of there! Get out of there!
1: I, I'm also like, why aren't you just going around? What? Just go around the tree. You don't need to go down. Just move out of the path of the car. It can't turn.
0: <laughs> I love how like right before the car is starting to drop Grant is trying to talk Timmy down. Like He's like, it's going to be okay. This <laughs> isn't that bad. And Timmy's like, yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> yes. You know, he's just oh so, so negative about the entire situation. He's, he's the comic relief but also the audience at the same time. It's like, no. You're saying it's not that bad, but we're like, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It is so bad. But yeah, he really is the audience. I feel like now I hadn't even thought about that, but like
1: instead of beating the shit out of us, (laughs) like because Timmy got like
0: he got knocked around through
1: the yeah he got knocked around a
0: lot. But think about the part where the Gallimimus are running around and the Tyrannosaurus Rex is eating them, and he's watching it. But they're not showing us, and he's like, "There's so much blood," and we're like, "But we want to see too." But yeah, no, I don't know. Oh, I, I, I think that he's uh he's mm-hmm. kinda of the audience. I think he's the he's audience. The
1: one experiencing things yeah. and reporting back.
0: He's calling his sister and error <laughs> for being a computer geek. For like, whatever reason. Like, like and you know what? When he goes up to the food, he picks up both of those uh, yeah. serving utensils. Yeah. He didn't grab a spoon or a fork. <laughs> he grabbed serving this utensils. Mine. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm diving into this. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> I haven't eaten in 48 hours or 36 hours or however long it was. This is this yeah. is going to be life. That was a weird thought.
1: Yeah, I. that sounds... I could see it. I definitely could. I just, uh, I was wondering, why is it the kids are the only ones getting beat up in this movie? They get destroyed
0: in this movie. Like,
1: Thanks. sneezed on, dropped in things, T-Rex coming into the...
0: Breaking through the roof. Yeah, a glass.
1: Didn't happen to anybody else.
0: Nobody, except... I Until
1: mean, at the very end, but it's like, okay, right, you're catching up, okay. <laughs> it's
0: like, they're already four shots oh, no, wait, in.
1: No, Laura turned it. Okay, so Dr. Grant's the one who didn't suffer. I mean, he I mean, had, he had to, to be around, too, around kids. <laughs> he did
0: have to deal with the kids, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, like, do you think that it was not so much that he uh, he started to care more for the kids as much mm-hmm. as it was that he started to gain a resilience... You know, it's almost like a resistance. You drink yeah. And you drink venom to gain a resistance <laughs> to... Or, you know, you shoot your... Whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. like... Um... <laughs>
1: no. I mean, I could see it. They didn't seem to, like... Bond. Like, you could tell every time they spoke before. It was like, ugh. <laughs> ugh. I can't stand that. He was like, where the fuck are you going to
0: be? Because that's where I don't want to be. <laughs> that's
1: literally what he was saying. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was literal, but... Pretty close. Um... Yeah, so, uh Doctor Grant does pretty well. Everybody else gets their. Oh, D- Sir Richard Attenborough is fine.
0: That's true as well.
1: Like, the he's an old man that limps, and he walked away without a scratch from Jurassic Park.
0: <laughs> he did a lot of sending people to do stuff though. <laughs> <laughs> Another sociopath kind of yes, situation. Uh-huh. Like this is a very dangerous situation. Take care of that. <laughs> You know? Somebody
1: should tend to it.
0: <laughs> right, you, not me. But like,
1: do you think he was actually offering to go do uh turn the power back on absolutely from Ellie? Not. Or do you think he was like, If I say this, she'll roll her eyes and go?
0: I think it might be like regurgitated conditioning from being mm. born in the eighteen hundreds, needing to be manly, you know. <laughs> I have to be the tough yeah. one and I have to be perceived that way in it's front of these yeah. other men who are here. <laughs> So I need to try to offer, even though I'm about to shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, legitimately. Like, I'm pretty sure he was uh, saying it, and as he was saying it, was like, why am I saying this? I don't want to do this. <laughs>
1: um... So kind of on that sociopath note, and I actually should have mentioned this before, but, um, you know, Hammond saying he spared no expense, that one uh, dude on the worksite in the beginning said, and I quote, Hammond hates inspections. They slow everything down. (laughs) Now, that does not sound to me like somebody who actually cares about what he's doing as much as he cares that people know he's done something great.
0: And he's gotten it done.
1: Yes. Yeah. So sociopath, for sure. For sure. (laughs)
0: But see, then here's the question, right? Mm-hmm. For what kind of, like, can a sociopath change to a point that they aren't anymore? And if it is possible, does it take what happened in Jurassic Park to <laughs> make it? You know what I mean? Like, um, is, is there fixing that? <laughs> I don't know. This is a great I would, conversation.
1: <laughs> I would say uh, some people say it can be fixed with therapy, um, but... I would also say that according to Jurassic Park 2, he still had another island that he wanted to keep going and he thought he had done well with that. So I don't think he'd changed. He, he called people to his you know deathbed or whatever and expected them to do just do what he wanted.
0: Yeah, because I'm dying.
1: Yeah, you have to.
0: That's a really good point.
1: I think that I think he was dying in the beginning of that one.
0: He was, yeah. Okay. He was like on All machines right. and shit. They
1: were shit. like, Sir Richard Ever, we can't afford you for a series here. <laughs> right? <laughs> this is gonna be a
0: franchise <laughs> yeah. and uh, Oh man. So you know, speaking of the franchise, <laughs> it's uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of an interesting situation, the theme of divorce mm. that goes throughout the franchise, right? In Jurassic yeah. Park One Uh, Hammond's excuse for not being there to meet the lawyer is that Mm -hmm. he, his daughter is going through a divorce. Mm
1: -hmm. And that's why those kids are there.
0: Yeah. And then in Jurassic Park part two, you have the entire situation with Ian, Malcolm and his daughter. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily a divorce situation, but it's still like a broken family. Yeah. Um, I
1: mean, they, uh, they may have been going through a divorce. I can't.
0: I can't remember either if it was a yeah. divorce situation or but not. But that's, like, but it's that's why the
1: kid was there.
0: Yeah, that's divorce. why the kid was there, was divorced. Okay. And then in Jurassic Park 3, Tay Leone and William H. Macy mm-hmm. are going through a divorce. Their yep. kid was with friends, and mm-hmm. then they ended up on her, the island.
1: Her, their kid was with her boyfriend.
0: Oh, shit.
1: And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's another... Very much divorce situation caused the child to be there.
0: And then you have Jurassic World where the kids are going there mm-hmm. because their parents are getting divorced. Yeah. So for every <laughs> single person in all of these movies, the only reason the kids are there is because of divorce.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had never thought about that, and that's so weird. Like, Isn't it weird? Am I dinosaur bait? Like... Because I'm a child of divorce. Is that how it works? Or is it the emotional pain of a a current ongoing divorce situation, that kind of thing that they need, that they feed on? Or
0: is the (laughs) emotional trauma Mm -hmm. that divorce causes... Well, that's what I was saying. Oh, okay. The emotional pain. The emotional (laughs) trauma of the divorce is equivalent to going through a jurassic park situation mm-hmm.
1: so that's why like as it's going on that. that's it's how it rips you up inside the, the worst oh no i i thought that like no i thought we were saying literally like in this world divorced kids leave a center an odor oh of deliciousness god or something that causes them to be like something that dinosaurs really want to eat <laughs>
0: it's a possibility maybe it's <laughs> sorrow
1: you're you're getting all metaphorical. I'm like right? no, literally. <laughs> no, like, literally.
0: I'm saying that like they smell different. <laughs> Children of they divorce. Have a
1: flavor. Well,
0: oh. but remember we were talking about in I can't remember what <laughs> which episode, but we were saying that like hope tastes better.
1: Oh God! <laughs> yeah.
0: Maybe sorrow is the preference of dinosaurs. That do that.
1: Right. You know. You know they
0: enjoy fear. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know.
1: But I mean, we don't have the exact same tastes as dinosaurs. I think we can all agree on that.
0: That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of dinosaurs, <laughs> so that whole situation where Dr. Sadler was going into that shed, the power shed, uh-huh. to be able to recharge the power. Yeah. So did the Raptors stash the arm? Uh, to Samuel eat Jackson's it? arm. Yeah, Samuel yeah, yeah. Jackson's arm. Did they stash his arm to eat later, or? Were they resetting their trap, and she kind of interrupted them, so they had to like, "Where does let's this go? Put this, there. <laughs> put this there. We gotta get this blood out of here. Like, what are we gonna do? Oh, uh, wow. You finish up the body. Like, let's go. <laughs> what? Uh, what was that situation? Like, there, there was just a random arm hidden in that like corner. It was like right. they tried to sweep it under a rug. Right. Right. <laughs>
1: just. Sneak behind this. Right? Well, I have to admit, when you uh, wondered if it was a trap, I was really kind of hoping you meant, like, they'd open the door up a little bit and wave the arm <laughs> to, do- to Dr. Sather. Dr. Sather, Come, here! I need some help! It's like... um, I think that would have been the best use of the arm.
0: Or if they find a way to be like that bear from Annihilation, just, like, oh, God. speaking with Sam Jackson's voice.
1: Oh, terrifying. Motherfucker! <laughs> What <laughs> are these motherfucking raptors? Use <laughs> my motherfucking voice! Uh, do you have a, a, a thought, a preference for which option you think it is? I think
0: uh, they were resetting their trap. Yeah? I, I think that, yeah.
1: You over there, you back there.
0: They were resetting their trap and then nobody came. So then they went outside... <laughs> And then the uh, the raptor dude. The one was waiting. Yeah. And the, he, he was
1: supposed to be cleaning up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, the raptor dude. Oh I'm oh, sorry. They're all yeah. girls. The raptor dude saw her, and uh, she was like, "Shit!" So she had to call out like, kind of weird to the other ones, let them know like, "Hey, I'm I'm keeping this one busy <laughs> over here." <laughs> exactly. Um, Inconspicuous, like you know. Yeah, yeah. She like kept him over there. Also. Like, that whole situation with him, like, he should have just taken the L. Like, he knew he was yeah. going to lose. There was the no was way right he was going to get a gun around. Pull
1: the trigger, because right. fuck the other one. You could have saved a life.
0: Exactly. He was he was trying to save himself in that situation, and mm-hmm. he's supposed to be this crazy awesome hunter who knows what's going on. But he tries to do that shit, yeah. and then nobody gets taken out, you know? Yeah. Now there's an extra raptor to deal with. Then There would have only been one. There would have been yeah. one because he would have shot one. There would have been the one trapped in the freezer, well, uh, and then that would have been the only other one left.
1: Yeah, I don't know when that third one from the, the shed that she closed the door on got out, but we know that they can open doors, so we know yeah. it got out. But we only are, yeah they brought two raptors into the kitchen. Yep. And then they locked one in the freezer. And then there were two raptors up in the control room.
0: Exactly.
1: Like, the other like, hey, hey, sorry I'm late.
0: <laughs> I was stuck in the shed. <laughs> that door guy, was way harder to open. Yeah,
1: good thing doors are so easy. <laughs> I've, gotten,
0: I've gotten better at it. <laughs> so, like, another thing that I thought was pretty interesting, they kind of said it directly, but I thought it was interesting because it didn't, didn't ever really hit me when I was a kid. But one of the things that Dr. Grant, he has a real issue with, with technology, mm-hmm. real issue. It's
1: a very John McClane thing to to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, during like the beginning, one of the beginning scenes that introduces mm-hmm. him, uh, he's talking to this dude, and the guy's like, "In a few more years, we won't even have to dig anymore." <laughs> and he's super excited about it. I mean, it makes a lot of sense <laughs> the being excited about it because it'll end up being less expensive to actually run digs. Mm-hmm. Everything else.
1: You'll be, you can be more careful of what you're getting. You know, you don't accidentally break something because you just got to it and you didn't know it was there.
0: Yeah. So you've got all this great stuff happening. So he starts talking about how they'll be um, out of a job somewhat. He starts talking about that. But it was, I felt like he was a personification of an entire generation who was afraid of computers taking their jobs. Mm -hmm. And he had an adversarial relationship with technology in this movie, I think almost specifically because of that.
1: And technology, like, proved him right every time.
0: Yeah. At
1: every turn, technology, like, it wasn't until the very end, and that was manpower that got it to that point. It wasn't technology doing anything.
0: He personifies an entire generation's fear of machines taking their job.
1: And they let him... uh... Win that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Spielberg was older, so...
0: That's fair. So, another thing, too, that I, I wanted to talk about, Ian Malcolm says in the movies he's he's arguing with... So Richard Attenborough is saying that uh, they have the, you know, same problems as a theme park. Mm-hmm. And do you realize that when Disney first opened in 1956, nothing worked? <laughs> and, uh... I thought it was hilarious that Dr. Malcolm said, "Yeah, well, if Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, they don't get out and start eating the t- the guests." And I was <laughs> like, "Does he know how frequently Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down?" <laughs> you do. I do. Like I used to work at Magic Kingdom for a while there, and I worked at Disney. Well, you
1: lived in Or, you grew up in Orlando. It's like also yeah. I mean, growing up. Mostly, in Orlando, what do you do.
0: <laughs> working there. That's all you ever heard about was just the Caribbean's down. It's like, oh, is it a day that ends in Y? <laughs> <laughs> that was essentially the response. It's always down. It's always breaking. <laughs> Something is wrong. And if and if they did come out and start eating the guests, like we would lose a lot of business. At Disney. <laughs> a lot of business. It would be a very big drain on the economy too. Jeez.
1: It sounds like um, they were mutinying a lot. Like a lot. <laughs> like...
0: Disney was unionized. Right. Better
1: wages. <laughs>
0: union. Speak to your union rep. <laughs> that mean it was unionized down there. Which is really weird for a uh, southern state.
1: More frequent cleaning schedules. We demand it.
0: <laughs> the dog more. holding the keys is really dusty. <laughs> People are noticing. <laughs> I thought that was a really funny reference to make. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but... <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean is always down.
1: I wonder if somebody, like, was part of the process in some way, knew that and made that comment at one point. Like, you know what always breaks down? Pirates (laughs) Pirates. of the Caribbean. Goddamn pirates. Fuck. Can't count on them for anything.
0: You can count on them to break down. (laughs) You can count on them for that if nothing else. It was so interesting just watching the movie, though. And really trying to, like, watch it and pay attention to different things. Every time that I think about the movie prior to watching it today, Mm -hmm. the memories that I, like, have of it most are the ones of the first time that I watched it, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't... (laughs) I haven't replaced those. Aw,
1: that's nice. So...
0: (laughs) But it's, it's weird because... I wasn't allowed to watch it when it came out. Well,
1: obviously, you weren't allowed to watch Smurfs. Why would you be able to watch watch dinosaurs rip people apart? Dinosaurs Dinosaurs were in the movie for 17 minutes. Dinosaurs aren't in the Bible except for those new bits that people talk about. No, 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 it totally happened. Totally (laughs) happened,
0: yeah. Some of the books I was homeschooled with. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You said there was a picture of people and dinosaurs in the same, just hanging out in a field?
0: I'm pretty sure that was uh, in one of the books. It looked very familiar to me, and uh, also reminiscent of another picture that I have in my memory of a person riding a dinosaur. (laughs) Like, I don't... Like an ostrich. It was riding a dinosaur like an ostrich. Yeah.
1: Oh, God. Wow. (laughs) And, like, how are you supposed to believe anything in a book after that, you know? (laughs) Shit.
0: Faith. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, my God. Wow. 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 Um, Yeah, you weren't allowed to watch it.
0: Yeah, no, I wasn't allowed to watch it until, uh, God, it had been out on video for, like, well over a year Mm. before I got to watch it for the first time. And I didn't even watch it at my house. Ooh. I watched it at this neighbor kid who was a friend of mine. And I swear, man, it was uh, it was better than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. It was so much better than I thought it was gonna be.
1: Oh, that's amazing! Like you
0: would see the previews for the movie, and you would you would watch all these different things that would end up showing up at other movies in the previews mm-hmm. or on TV. With the marketing, and then. After the movie came out, they do those marketing things where they talk about the making of Jurassic Park. Yeah. hmm And just all of that. I got to see the making of it. hmm I didn't get to see the movie, but I got mm-hmm. to see the making of it. And then I finally got to see it. And I mean, I'm a fucking kid who loves dinosaurs. And I wasn't allowed to watch this movie. <laughs> I was just like, God damn it! <laughs> oh, man, but... Finally got to see it, and it was everything <laughs> It's such a good movie.
1: I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> uh,
0: I loved it. Like I mean, I was probably getting pretty annoying when we were watching it just quoting shit you, minutes before. I always think scene. you're
1: annoying when you do that, but I laugh every time. You can just quote everything
0: like word for word just like, straight up. Just, like God, I've watched this movie so many times.
1: But this is one of the movies where i'm like yeah that's hilarious like normally i'm like huh what's that feel <laughs> like it's a line that's coming up in about eight minutes <laughs> <laughs> no no it's like 30 seconds is what it is but but yeah i'm like what huh like i just i don't remember lines at all but this one a lot of it was man it, it's just kind of kind of gets burned into your brain when it's I did see this in the theater when it first came out when I was a little oh, kid man. and oh it was so cool.
0: They man. they played it at one of the Universal theaters at one of the anniversaries. And I wanted to oh. go so bad and I wasn't able to.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's
0: okay. It was just like oh, I never I didn't see it in the theater. I wish I could have seen it in the theater. Ah, uh, one day maybe. If
1: yeah, some yeah.
0: I'm sure they'll do another anniversary thing where they'll have it Mm -hmm. in the theater. But man, that, uh, there's just, there's so many nostalgic feelings for this movie. There's just so much that happens in it, so many things that, uh, (laughs) I grew up loving about it and just being blown away by how well they did. And then understanding the fact that watching the making of it. You got a really good understanding of, like, how much work went into it, too. Mm.
1: So you're much more appreciative.
0: Yeah, I feel like the stuff that they invested in as far as the making of Mm -hmm. was way better back (laughs) then than it is now. Or maybe it's just because I was a kid then and it mattered more. I don't know. What do you mean? Like, if you watch stuff today, like, that's the making of. Mm -hmm. Most of it's just thrown together shit that is uh, not really... That nobody invested time in
1: a lot of the making ofs are also like the drama behind getting to that point yeah it's like no I it's like
0: i want to understand
1: mm-hmm. who the
0: modeling team was who right. did all the triceratops yeah. parts i
1: i will just watch it documentary style like beginning to end i don't care
0: exactly show me
1: i would love to i hate the ones where they like try to like throw, guys we can't get this part or oh this isn't working <laughs> shut, shut
0: up no. Do you realize how much time it took?
1: <laughs> like, and I get that that happens, but that shouldn't be what this is about. This is sh- this but, should be about just showing us how,
0: how you did we- it. Yeah, exactly. Because that's everybody wants mm-hmm. to know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's fascinating. I, don't
1: know. I mean, that's how you get an interest in it, and that's how, like, this movie is actually a huge reason that we've had such a resurgence in paleontology and discovering um new things about dinosaurs and they've proven it like they know this movie <laughs> it was inspired a catalyst. it did. It's inspired a lot of people to focus on paleontology. And we're at the point now where they're apparently discovering on average one new thing a week about dinosaurs wow. over the span of years. Like the the quote was like 50 things a year, on average, are being discovered, which is about one a week. Jeez. And that is ongoing. People are, like, doing more and more. So they're just finding all sorts of stuff. Like the fact that after Jurassic Park came out, they found out that there was a dinosaur related to the raptor that is 10 feet tall. They found it after (laughs) the movie. And they found a lot of stuff out about dinosaurs after this movie because people went back to digging. Yeah, so I think a lot of uh, people get more into you know dinosaurs because of this, but making of videos also get people into filmmaking kind of things. Like,
0: I think uh, something also, there was some trivia that you found uh, regarding the way that we were introduced to the T-Rex.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, that was, like, a lot of the trivia is oh, just so cool. Um, so
0: extensive. <laughs>
1: I couldn't even get through half of it. Yeah, so when they um, introduce you to the T-Rex, they do it the shot from inside the SUV so that the audience feels like they're meeting the T-Rex that same way, that same terrifying way. And, you know, Timmy's in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. That's
0: a good point. He plays us.
1: Yeah, but there's just so much to, to learn about stuff. Oh, man.
0: There was that one thing that you had read that they were like you heard... The T Rex long before you got to see it, mm-hmm. and there was so much build up to being able to see it. That was all just just to get that tension, that blood pumping, yeah. that freak out, that kind of like primal sort of fear to start building in you. Like something's wrong. We shouldn't be here. Why are mm-hmm. we still here? And it just started with the cup of water,
1: yeah, which is another one that they did with um they with guitar strings they had yes. these guitar strings strung underneath the dashboard, and somebody was underneath it plucking them.
0: It was one of the lead prop guys. Mm-hmm. He was trying to figure out how to get it to happen. He knew that he had to get it done, and he mm-hmm. was like racking his brain, like you said, but he was sitting at his on his bed or something, and the nightstand had a cup of water. And he was messing around with his guitar and he saw it happen because
1: mm-hmm.
0: he was plucking guitar strings. Yep. That was in the making of Jurassic that, Park that came out in the early 90s.
1: But that, it's it's incredible what, what you learn, what people did, how hard they worked to make it happen. And yeah, I mean, there's drama in that, but it's in the past at least. They're <laughs> not trying to make <laughs> it feel like it's current.
0: I think that the there is the drama in that, but that's... It wasn't a manufactured yeah, exactly. kind of drama. Like, there's legitimate shooting deadlines. Mm-hmm. And when the director yeah. is Steven Spielberg and he's like, I want this.
1: <laughs> you make this happen. Yeah.
0: As long as, yes. If you want to keep working in this town, you know.
1: But, of course, like just like any animatronic for Steven Spielberg, it like, broke, like, the T-Rex head broke oh constantly because they had to keep pouring water on it.
0: They kept pouring, and it wasn't, it wasn't made for that. It, it yeah. Was.
1: So it kept fucking up. And that actually made it, like, jump around, like, a lot, like, violently. So it became way more terrifying for the actors. So
0: they were actually scared of it. Yeah. In the interaction.
1: Seriously, they were. And, like, it moved so fast because... The T-Rex head, when they were about to activate it, they actually had to flash lights on the set. And people had to go to like a bunch of safety meetings about this. And because the, they say that when the T-Rex head moved next to you, it felt like a bus going by. Oh it my God. It was that fast and like, wow. Yeah. So they needed people to be extremely careful with the broken, like, haunted animatronic that is. Man. Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: oh, I remember, uh, like, the glass was supposed to come down mm-hmm. when in the, he comes the in on ceiling. the kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. when he comes in on the kids, the ceiling of the uh, the truck. Yeah. But it wasn't supposed to break. No. And it broke. And it was. In a couple so places. Much more terrifying. It was. Like, they were freaking the fuck out in yes. there. Yes. Oh, man, but it was, that was such a crazy, crazy scene to see that yes. happen. And I love that they kept it, like, yes, obviously. To know,
1: like, because there's another, like, they cut away from them for a second and they cut back and it's not broken anymore. Yeah. And it's like, that's fine. I don't care. You showed me the broken part, like, you scared me. That was cool. I'm I'm not going to nitpick. Exactly. Especially now that I know that, you know. That the animatronic was haunted. To, yeah, that it wasn't supposed to happen, that it was just too big and heavy. And it kept getting
0: wet. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But there are a lot of times in this movie, uh, or at least a handful of times in this movie, where the actors and actresses were legitimately scared from things and scenes. So, you know, that that wasn't necessarily because they were trying to scare them, (laughs) which is the weird part. Like normally you'd be like, Yeah, we had people to be like, Boo. This is an Alfred Hitchcock like, oh. situation. Right. Like you punish not... them and yeah. like, no, be in this attic with birds. I'm gonna like, mentally torture you. you. <laughs> yeah. Break her spirit. Oh, God <laughs>
0: That looked really dark.
1: <laughs> hey man, it happened. It did. We can't forget what? our past or are we doomed to repeat it? Exactly.
0: Oh man. There's just so much that we could just keep going down and continue talking about. It is
1: insane how much you could like talk about behind the scenes stuff. Right. Like for this movie specifically and specifically. I specifically am always looking for trivia and info on movies and this one I was
0: overwhelmed. You couldn't even drink from the fire hose fast enough. No. Like there was no. so much. No. You were saying that uh, we were an hour and a half into the movie while you were looking at some of the stuff. Because I was
1: just kind of like scrolling through and browsing as we were watching, just to see what stood out, and I was maybe twenty percent in. An I don't hour know. and a half in, yeah.
0: maybe twenty percent in. There's, I mean, but this is an iconic movie. Yeah. Iconic yeah. movie. It's oh man, it just it, it changed cinema. I feel like it they did. So much.
1: It changed history, if we're being honest, because of all of the new dinosaur information we're finding.
0: That's fair.
1: This movie has changed history, and um, something interesting that I think uh, Michael Crichton wrote Jurassic Park, and you and I both read it when we were kids, yeah. and it's way gorier. Way better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like almost everybody dies, <laughs> but he shopped his me- his book around to directors before it was even, like, released. Oh, wow. I don't know if it, like, I mean, he was a big writer already at the time, so this wasn't a, like, he wasn't going to have trouble publishing. It was Right. But he shopped it around to directors because he knew that it would be really, like, amazing. And Steven Spielberg fought for it. John Carpenter almost got it. What? But then later admitted that uh, Spielberg did a better job. <laughs> he said that uh, his would have been uh, a bit darker, considering some of the stuff he's done, like Aliens.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, so he shopped it around, and they started production before the movie was even, or the book was even like published and
0: out um, in stores. God, I was thinking about how how much fun it must have been, kind of trying to brainstorm how to make it work, like cloning, the plot. Oh, yeah, like yeah. cloning was coming yeah. out. Things were actually really happening. I don't remember mm-hmm. when that sheep was cloned, but I think that it was pretty close to around that time. And <laughs> I just, I was thinking about how much work went into coming up with the idea mm-hmm. of mosquitoes being a carrier for dinosaur DNA.
1: I can tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Michael Creighton had this idea back in the early 80s that, you know, what if somebody could clone dinosaurs? Because cloning was a big thing. And then at one point, somebody did find a mosquito in amber or something, and they got some blood cells from some old animal. Not dinosaur level, but older animal. And that is what, that's when he was like, I've got it. That's it. And he went back and he finished it and fixed it up. That's exactly how that happened. Wow. So I've heard. <laughs> I can I can't say exactly, but yeah, and he is he believes very much what Dr. Ian Malcolm believes in like and throughout most of his books like scientists don't think about what their science does. Yeah. And it's scary and that's why he wanted to write this book because that's how he feels about it. Like 100% yeah. like
0: Yeah. I mean Exactly what Malcolm says throughout the movie is, you're playing God, you mm-hmm. didn't earn this, you don't respect it, oh, and we're going to be... Such
1: a beautiful speech, yeah. <laughs>
0: right? It was like when they were eating Chilean sea bag Yes. after watching velociraptors destroy a cow. Um, it was
1: very unsettling. Very.
0: Uh, that speech was nice. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was it was very well put together. <laughs> very impassioned.
1: Yeah, and it was well delivered. Yeah. Um, the The intentional pauses. I don't know. It's just
0: life uh, <laughs> finds a way.
1: Yes, it does.
0: I do gotta say though, like Doctor <laughs> Sir Richard Attenborough mm-hmm. really did a great job displaying disdain for Ian Malcolm.
1: Can I tell you something else? Yeah. Do you want to talk did he about really just more? hate him? I was
0: just I just thought he did. Like there are so many situations in which he is so dismissive of him, mm-hmm. and he's just like honestly, if if it was in the situation and I saw that, I'd be like, oh, they were shitty to each other. Like, jeez, mm-hmm. like <laughs> but like mm-hmm. when you know, was trying to explain something, he goes, "Well, there, uh, there it is." <laughs> and, uh, he turns around. And he just looks at him for a second, and then smiles. And is like there it is, and then like it, it was all but the eye roll. It was mm-hmm. like his facial expression was everything but the eye roll and the waving his hands at him like trying to brush him away. You know, <laughs> just oh, just there was so much like fucking hate this guy.
1: Oh my god!
0: He did such a good job.
1: I did read something also that. Uh, that suggested that Dr. Richard Attenborough... You
0: I mean, sir, Richard Attenborough. <laughs> yeah,
1: you did the same thing. I did. That's so weird. Oh, <laughs> uh, shoot. No, I'm trying to... Well, basically, uh, one wears all white and one wears all black. Oh, my God. Yeah. We'll say that. Yep. Yeah.
0: I think that the fact that we're sitting here and we have so many more things on our minds as far as talking about this, this is five plus Keefy Bowls. Yes, 100%. At minimum, five kifi Bowls. You
1: could just keep coming back to it and talking about all of it. Just so many different things.
0: Like, we didn't even really get into the whole situation with Dodson and Nidri. Like, how did they come together? You know, all mm -hmm. of that, like they were talking about that corporation trying to catch up on time I mean on research and it's Mm -hmm. like how long have they been in competition I know they talk about it in part two but like didn't even tease it I mean they just barely teased it in this um so I mean you've got that whole situation Mm -hmm. so we could have gone I mean there's just so much to talk about yeah so much
1: yeah and um if you actually think of anything that you think we should talk about or you know you'd like to talk about we'd love to hear it uh, so you can catch us on instagram at keferibkh i b k h that's keifer i barely knew her or check out our website at keferibkh.com dot com Thanks for uh, joining us.
0: Uh, we definitely need to give credit to the mm-hmm. individual who made who made the music we are using, and that mm-hmm. is a Mr. Kevin McLeod. McLeod, McLeod. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're going to be dropping this episode and others every Tuesday, mm-hmm. and uh, we hope to see you later and can talk about where the story took us.